Welcome to the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection Podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today, we're pleased to have as our guest, the President and Chief Operating Officer of Hometown Ticketing, Lorian Lewis, as our guest. Welcome to the show, Lorian. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. And as you just heard in our preliminary, Hometown Ticketing is the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection. We appreciate, appreciate that so much. Why don't you spend a few minutes now, Lorian, and share with our audience uh, a little bit of where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, those types of things. Sure, sure. Happy to help. Um, actually, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, grew up in Hudson, Ohio. Uh, I have a BBA in marketing with a minor in sports marketing from Radford University in Virginia. Um, and then I actually have a master's in sports administration from Duquesne University in Pennsylvania. So been around the block in a couple of different states. Um, after college, I came back to uh, Cleveland, Ohio to uh, work on selling sponsorships and, and naming rights to to be built municipal entities. Um, that job really gave me an opportunity to look at the business opportunities that weren't right in front of you, um, you know, doing analysis of uh, what does uh, signage look like, what does premium seating look like, what does uh, naming rights look like, and really kind of putting some value on um, those municipal and government entities, um, which really kind of paved the way for me to be able to work with educational-based athletics um, and um, amateur athletics organizations. Um, after that, I became a a uh, consultant more um, at the educational uh, level, uh, working with companies to better understand how to work with their community events, how to be a good uh, community citizen, um, how to really represent um, their brand with those um, educational based and community events. Uh, worked with companies like Sports Authority, Farmers Insurance, uh, Spectrum, uh, Nike, uh, did some uh, campaigns with Sunny Delight. And then um, throughout that entire time, I really noticed that, you know, as things were evolving, um, as IMG and Learfield were making their um, selves known at the collegiate level, high school was very similar. They were building $100 million stadiums. They were doing deals with Nike. They were doing media rights deals. They were, um, people were having events on TV. And um, the whole entire experience was really elevated to that same level that the um, college and, and uh, pro sports were, except for the ticketing. And so I really, as a consultant, started looking into how ticketing um, could be evolved, how we could use things like a, a flash seats did something or a ticket master or a sub hub or a seat geek, um, looking at those professional level um, ticketing and then, you know, kind of finding a platform that really um, puts forth the uh, professional level um, you know, that you expect when you go to a concert or a, or a, a jazz game or something, and then go um, and really kind of apply that to access to those local events, your school events, um, and your community events. Um, that's, that's kind of how I got into uh, ticketing from the beginning. 
Perfect. Well, let me go back to your, you grew up or you were born in Pittsburgh. So I, yep. I'm assuming you're a Steelers fan. I'm actually a Browns fan. I was, a, I moved to uh, Ohio from uh, when I was five. Uh, rest of my uh, family are Pittsburgh fans and they'll probably uh, yell at me for saying so. So uh, <laughs> I'm definitely a Browns fan. It really, you know, builds character in uh, uh, supporting them for so long. We're, we're hoping that they do really well this year. Sure. Do you have a do you have a memory of Three Rivers Stadium or are you too young for that? I'm trying to think when they built the new one and see, I'm 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 older. So I remember, obviously, Franco and Bradshaw and, and, and yeah. those Steelers. And of course, I know the later Steelers, but I'm wondering if if you have a memory at all of Three Rivers uh, as a young I do, player. actually, I, I do. My, my dad was a huge Steelers fan. Uh, growing up and then he actually became a Browns fan when we moved to uh, when we moved to Cleveland but um, actually growing up um, he was really into um, in you know kind of 78 79 he went to every single game and then went to the Rose Bowl for the Super Bowl that year and um, you know we had pictures hanging around uh, our house and um, really kind of built like you know went into the steel curtain and the you know kind of mm-hmm. the whole entire uh, this is how a team should be run uh, <laughs> mindset from a very young age um, so, and, and with my family loving the Steelers, we usually, you know, kind of go back, uh, and, and go to the games and, um, really, you know, I appreciate the history because Steelers right near Cannes, Ohio, you know, kind of birthplace of football and, um, it's through my blood as well, as well as everybody else is around in this area. So, um, really excited about, um, you know, seeing what they could do, see what the Browns could do too sure. this year. Let's, let's shift gears to the Browns end. Uh, yeah. What are your, what are your favorite memories of the Browns? I mean, well, because they've struggled for a bit. I mean, obviously, when when Bernie a bit. was there, <laughs> seventy-five years now. I guess they're they're doing yeah, a, a yeah. anniversary tour this year. Um, you know, I, I think that there's, there's there's those moments, right? You know, you you fall in love with competition when you can see an amazing pass or an amazing drive or like Josh Cribbs returning a. Uh, a, a a kickoff return, you know, into the dog pound, you know, th- those are those moments. I mean, we never could really put a whole game together for 75 years, um, you know, and, and, you know, every year was new hope though. And, and so that kind of, you know, restart mentality, you know, it's kind of uh, failing gracefully, I guess, uh, and, and, and really putting together the pieces and how important teamwork is, how important having a winning mentality is and how important the, you know, sideline and, um, you know, front office and the support from the owners is, um, I think they have all the pieces going into this year, uh, so far, so good. We're looking pretty good. We, we gave, uh, Justin Fields a run for his money last on Sunday. So we'll see what we can do, uh, in the weeks to come. Very good. Thanks for sharing that. Talk a little bit about if you had a chance uh, or if you had any kind of sports background when you were uh, younger, junior high, high school. I was actually an equestrian. So um, I ride uh, horses. I still still do. Um, So, you know, starting at a very young age, I competed nationally um, in equestrian sports, hunter jumpers, uh, like you've seen in the Olympics, but lower levels. Um, we can, brought my horses to college with me, really had a kind of two way street. I could either go to the Olympics, kind of go down the equestrian route, or um, I can, you know, kind of get a business degree and, and see what else I can do with it. Um, junior year was really a turning point for me. I realized I'm, you know, not good enough to go to the Olympics. And so um, I'm not going to make any money in equestrian sports because you, you got to really grind it out for a long time. And Sure. Then kind of did some soul searching and found out that I really needed to find 
uh, a way to be around the competition, be around the event. And I enjoyed selling sponsorships, event planning, going behind the scenes and kind of, you know, being the Jerry Maguire-esque of um, making that event happen and making that competition the best it can be and make sure that those uh, team members have uh, access to the field and the fans have access to the team. Um, and so I was like everything but, um, and that's really what paved the way for me to have the career that I have because I just love every sport and I love the whole event um, around the sport and all that competition. Um, so I still ride and I still compete in equestrian events, but my real love for uh, team sports and, and organized sports is is more on on making them happen um, and watching you know all the great plays on the on the field. Very good. You mentioned your parents earlier, but maybe uh, you can mention some of the other mentors you had in your life, maybe some coaches, some teachers, people that had an influence on you, maybe in the uh, professional world also. Yeah, um, my my father was my biggest supporter mentor. Uh, we used to watch, you know, flip between a, a golf tournament, a, a baseball game and a, a, you know, bowling or fishing or something like that on a Sunday afternoon, uh, really uh, learning what competition meant. Um, really talking about the sports of business and really kind of how to strive for graceness. Um, I will always uh, commend him for uh, putting forth the, the path for my career. Um, other mentors, uh, really uh, and in college, um, I was in the sports administration department. And so I did a lot of our athletic director and our sports marketing director really were great in helping me kind of figure out you know, if I was doing the um, loudspeaker, if I was doing the jumbotron, if I was, you know, organizing the walk-up music, you know, back then we were like doing it with tape decks and like, you know, stopping and starting uh, yeah. <laughs> plays uh, without any, you know, they do it all digital now. And then um, that kind of that really uh, paved the way for me to um, see everything that's, that's going on with that. So I, I commend, you know, my administration and my um, athletic directors um, at Radford University, go Highlanders. So um, that, that definitely was the, the turning point for me to love sports. Very good. What's your biggest failure or disappointment and what did you learn from it? <laughs> we all have our mistakes, right? We all, we all oh, have yes. our, our, you know, I, I think that failure is really the heart of true leadership. You know, you got to learn from those mistakes. You know, I think that, you know, kind of failing, trying again, fail smarter, try again, fail smarter, try again, and then succeed is, is the way to uh, being a great leader. And also, you know, one needs to be very comfortable with being uncomfortable as a leader. And so for me, it's not like one drastic failure. I think you have to be, you know, being a, a disruptor of an industry, being a uh, someone who is at the forefront, um, you know, you have to be very comfortable with that. You know, we've, we've tried, we've tried again, we've tried, we've tried again. And so I can't put, pick one failure. Like I could say, you know, I, I, scored the wrong goal or something like that, but sure. um, definitely um, failure is a part of success. And I think that, you know, failing every day and making mistakes and, and really supporting my team and making mistakes is, is where um, we're finding success um, because we want to be able to, to have the right answers and, and be able to answer those questions with integrity. So um, I, I think failing is, is a, a very, very big part of that success. Share with our audience, the one thing you wish you had known when you began your career that would have maybe helped you out as to where you are now? Well, I think it goes along the same lines. I mean, business is all about people and it's all about problem, uh, solving problems, right? And so if you're not 
focused on building something or, um, you know, day in, day out, trying to solve that problem to make the people's lives easier, then you're just spinning your wheels. You're just building something. Nobody will use it. You'll, you're, uh, you know, putting forth a document that nobody's going to read because it doesn't solve a problem. It's just information. And so I think at the beginning of my, uh, my career as a account manager was always the task, you know, what, what is the, the busy work so I can look busy so I can, I can, you know, make sure that I'm using my 50, 80 hours a week, you know, I can, I can actually grind it out. And really, if you kind of focus on the, the problem solving and making people's lives easier, you could probably cut half that work out and, and be even more successful. So that's, that's something that I strive to do every day now. Very well said. Let's, let's delve into now. You have a, obviously a, a great background in, uh, in marketing, being around sports. So how did you get to hometown ticketing? A, B, how did you get to be the president? Or C, did you, I mean, did you just say, hey, I'm going to found this company and then build it on your own? Mm -hmm. um, so pr prior to hometown ticketing, I was a consultant for um, educational-based athletics. So I mentioned before, uh, I was working on event planning. I was bringing in um, sponsorships to events across the country. Um, probably some people in Utah know about you know, Farmers Insurance and Sports Authority um, were right. companies that I helped activate. And so you know, we did a, a national campaign on ticketing uh, with the Sports Authority coupon on the back back then. Um, they, the company went under after we did that not during so uh you know that's the kind of they stopped doing it and then went out of business so I, you know it might be correlated and so through that whole entire time i was always curious on um what we could do with digital ticketing and so i was a consultant for a couple of different companies um i was in the space helping uh, different schools different associations different organizations with what they were doing with digital ticketing and i really found that i needed to um, figure out a way to do do it ourselves, myself, and and be able to be involved with the way that it was going to be conducted. And so um, I actually met uh, Nate and Wes, who are the founders of Hometown Ticketing. Um, they built the platform to um, be able to work with um, kind of the transition on auditoriums to uh, uh, athletics at the high school level, um, and then through a mutual kind of failed uh, business uh, venture, I met our uh, chairman and CEO. Um, and then, you know, the the four of us, and I, I this is actually my two-year anniversary of being with uh, Hometown in October, um, I came in as president and COO. And um, from there, um, took, um, you know, my relationships, um, my ground game, and, and, and how to, to build with the high school space with the knowledge that Nate and Wes had for on the platform um, and the, the CEO kind of knowledge and, and partnership I had with Ryan Hart. And um, we, we have now grown to um, over 200 employees and over 10,000 clients across the country. And I noticed that you're hiring quite a few, I won't say ex-athletic directors, but possibly retired. Yeah. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, Stacy Segal out of Texas, yes. who's a good friend of mine. I noticed just started with you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, someone else was talking to me when I was back in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago about how yeah. they they know someone. So I, that that's very good. Let me ask you sure. this: they know Since they you... know the best on on who and on what athletic directors need. So you know, people with Stacy's experience and, and Jessica out of 
Uh, Florida is another uh, business development person that used to be an athletic director. Um, those two are really doing a great job of um, giving us more insight into, you know, what, what the AED needs and, and how to sell to them. So um, we're really proud of them. So along the same lines, then let's just talk about from your perspective, I know from my perspective as an, a retired athletic administrator, but uh, this is your chance to speak to the athletic directors in Utah and across the nation on why you need to go with paperless tickets. I mean, I will obviously pipe in, but uh, this is your chance. It's it's not even just getting rid of paper tickets. You know, the, the reason to get rid of paper tickets is because it you know you're probably using a lot of trees to make paper tickets. So and you're yeah. you're probably tired of counting them. They they take up a lot of space. You, like you get I tired of counting. And, and, yeah, you get tired <laughs> right. of the uh, the uh, secretary comes to you the next day and says, "Well, they reconciled the tickets, but we're like a dollar fifty off." And then and, and then there's no way to figure that part out. And, and you so, take the so sellers are doing the best they can, you know, they're, yep. they're working in the office, they're English teachers or someone else at the high school. Yeah. And to me, that was the biggest headache, but sorry to interrupt, continue on. No, no but th that's exactly what you're saying right now is exactly the thing that I would love to focus on. It's more making those manual tasks digital instead of just taking paper tickets online. And so the paper tickets cause a lot of headaches. If it's the parents driving to the school during the school day you know, to have to buy tickets from the office, it's the athletic secretary having to track all the season tickets on a whiteboard, you know, in her office, and then somebody moves it and they got to erase it and move it back and um, all of those manual tasks. It's the reconciliation of funds, just like you mentioned um, um, talked about. And then also, you know, it's, it's the cash box. If you're, you're going to the bank as an athletic director, you're picking up the cash box, you're taking it to the game, you're counting the money, and then you're taking it home, putting it in your car. I don't know what you're doing on Saturday, you know, yeah. taking it to the bank on Monday, hoping that nobody took any money off the top of it in that transition, and then trying to do it all over again and again and again and again. And so for us, instead of just making the cash transaction online, we are a full digital solution. And so what we wanna do is actually just have the tools and features to make the athletic director's day easier. That's hard stop what we wanna to try to do. So our features from you know, the, our scanners that can, our hometown gate app that can turn any phone into a scanner, our, rec, our reporting and reconciliation uh, and, and capabilities, our being able to sell online, being able to sell in our fan app, um, being able to sell at the gate, all of that being tracked all in one spot is starting to save, you know, five, 10, 20 hours of resource time per week. And then we're actually seeing that, that schools that are going completely digital are seeing a 10 to 15% profit on, on their actual gate sales because they're able to communicate. They're able to be more flexible about how people buy tickets. They're able to sell tickets at 11 p.m. instead of in the office at 2 p.m. And so it's, it's that chipping away at making it easier and easier and easier for the AD to access what they need to have to sell the ticket, but it's also that fans access to be able to get into the game. And that's the problem that we're solving and the people that we're trying to help if, you know, going back to my former statement. So um, that, those are the reasons to go with hometown. It's not just kind of getting rid of paper tickets and trying to find a digital way to sell a paper ticket where a lot of our competitors kind of, th that's the solution that they provide. Well, I just, I can't echo that enough. I just think back, of course, I've been retired eight years now, but no matter how well I planned, 
no matter how many tickets I sent to the visiting school ahead of time. Yep. If it's 30 minutes before the game time and you've got three ticket uh, sellers, it's fine. But 15 minutes before game time, no matter how many you've pre-sold, no matter what you've tried to do, that line multiplies and it's yep. got 50, 60 people in it and you're trying, you're having tickets cash only, blah, blah, blah. And people yep. are waiting to get in and it's into the first quarter. And I just, I've told and there's my, no way to plan for that, right? There's, right. there's no way to, to know how many your people are going to come to your game with, with our system, just being able to track tickets and, and put them on sale for the Monday before the game, you'll know that 500 people bought them online. So, you know, you have a stadium that holds a thousand, you be ready to sell 500 at the gate. And so those, those are the types of planning and just, you know, just not, you don't need headaches 30 minutes before because an athletic director's job is to get that team on the field and make sure the field's set up, not to worry about all of the, the people trying to get into the game. And that, and that's the, the main thing that we are trying to, to help with. You, you hit it right on the head. Exactly. And of course I speak now from, Obviously, everyone knows you're a sponsor of the UIAAA and of the mm-hmm. podcast, but uh, take a minute and uh, speak to why, of course, Utah already knows this and the athletic directors here. Why is hometown ticketing the best platform that, rather than reasons. some of these other ones? So go, so go ahead and, yeah. and teach your over and Over and above. Well, I, I, and we love Utah, you know, it's, it's been really great, you know, seeing everybody start playing again this year. And, um, you know, one, one of them is our partnership with VNN and Arbiter, you know, our ecosystem partners have the same passion for the industry as we do. Uh, we want to make sure that the schedules, you know, can get right into our system very easily. You can upload your entire schedule for the rest of this year and the same time it takes to do one game. Um, on other platforms. So that ease of use and really um, the commitment to technology to make uh, day in, day out easier. um, That's definitely number one. Number two is our entire team is impassioned about the industry. We want to solve those problems. We want to be a consultant for you. You know, there's a lot of questions going around about, you know, what should I do with season passes? What do I do with season tickets? What do I do with uh, individual game seats? What do we do with actually, if I don't have to have three gate workers, I only need one. Do I need to change my my pricing model so that we can uh, make this work for football as well as volleyball, as well as uh, soccer and, and indoor sports as well. And so we really want to work with uh, the athletic directors and and all of the staff to hear what you've done in the past and then have us help you um, be able to make that transition because it might not work that the way you might have done your in and out privileges or your uh, game refunds or your uh, rescheduling of uh, rainouts. It might not work the same way, but it's very similar. And we've seen it across the whole country and we're willing to help you with that. So we want to meet you where you are, have a conversation and really put forth a plan going forward. Um, a couple of people don't know this, uh, our uh, entire uh, product is built 100% in the US. Um, we use the assistance from athletic directors, districts, uh, school officials, treasurers, um, to ensure that we continue to deliver that product that helps solve those problems. Uh, we continue to get feedback 
from everyone. Um, and we actually uh, develop and deploy new kind of enhancements and features every month. Uh, you know, it might be something as big as our fan app, which we uh, launched in August, which has been a great tool for um, individuals to, to just buy tickets right on their phone, all the way down just to a simple fix to make it easier to, to sort another one of your reports. So um, those features are always kind of evolving based off of feedback that we are providing. Um, and finally, we are really committed to having a technological technological approach to accessibility, which is, you know, ADA uh, Section 508 VPAC compliance, um, you know, people with um, more uh, accessibility needs um, will be able to access our system to buy tickets as well as sell them. Um, so if you have a, a someone at the athletic department um, that needs a little bit more accessibility, they can, um, you know, our system helps over our other uh, competitors. And then also our full commitment to security. So our security uh, means that we are PCI DSS compliant, which means that transactions are very safe. We work with Stripe, who is our payment processor, who is the largest payment mm -hmm. processor in the world. And then uh, SOC 1 type 1 controls, meaning that everything is signed off on by three different people. There's, there's different controls to make sure that everything is secure and there's no uh, wrong bad actors that can access the system. And then also every single employee undergoes a, a annual background check. You expect that from your school workers, we should expect the same thing. Um, and so that level of integrity and uh, compliance uh, is something that we really want to elevate and educate where that bar is um, on college standards, on professional standards across the country, and then be able to deliver that at the high school level. From your perspective, and from the time you've been at Hometown Ticketing and even three or four years before that when you were a consultant, how is the job of a high school athletic director different than maybe it was three years ago or maybe even six years ago? What are some of the things you see that make, make it a little bit different? I think their job is getting harder and harder by the year right now. I mean, it's, it's not easy to be an athletic director. I mean, it, there's, there's so much demand on one being the thing that you've trained for, you know, being an educator, being a coach, being, um, you know, a school official. And then also every single year, there's more demands on the athletic department on being able to run things like a business. So, you know, being able to run events, being able to raise funds, being able to reconcile, being able to, you know, budget for things, being able to market, being able to have a social media account, like it, it all, all of these things where companies might have 15 different departments that actually fall into this is all following on the athletic department. And so I, I really, you know, want to tell all of the the ADs out there that that hometown is is there to help you with the things that you you know need help with where we want to make your life easier we you know 60% of hometown employees are related to client success and that's our commitment to the underlying uh, goal to actually let the clients succeed at selling tickets and so um, we've seen a lot of uh, individual schools say you know I'm worried about everything else. I'm not worried about ticketing with hometown ticketing. You know, we've we really commend uh, the word of mouth that that we get. You know, especially in Utah, and uh, really want to give back to that. If we can just chip five hours off of an AD schedule every week, then that's you know that's a great week for us. And and I'm glad that we are here to help you. Thank you for that. Let me finish up with a couple of questions. The first one being. 
from your profession as an outside, well, you've actually worked in athletic administration quite a bit, but maybe not as a high school AD. Yeah. But from your perspective, what if, if you could share two things with a new athletic director between one and four years that you absolutely need to have in order to be a success, what would those two things be? Well, and, and I'm hoping that our partnership brings those two things together. Um, number one is uh, make sure you have hometown ticketing. Um, make sure that you have, you know, utilize us to help make your ticket sales easier um, and be able to answer any questions that your treasurer might have, your business office, your principal, your superintendent. You know, we are reporting and our um, just data is helping schools across the country make their case for anything else that they may need. If it's a bigger stadium or if it's a, another game or if it's hosting a, a playoff game, whatever it is, um, we, we, we really want to give you that data and help you make those types of decisions. And second is, I think it's everything that you're providing um, at the UIAAA. This is such a great organization and the NIAAA and the, you know, the, the resources that the educational components provide, the, the resources, then the networking that the convention provides, and as well as, you know, hopefully this podcast and, and the other ones that you have done with, with other IADs, you know, it really makes it so that there's a resource for those new athletic directors to turn to, uh, to, to, to use your experience, to use your colleagues' experience. Um, and right now, you know, even in, when we're trying to bring everybody back together, um, there's always this kind of sense of like, I'm in it on my own and I got to figure this out. Um, you know, you're not alone. There's always somebody available to help. And I think the, the UIAAA and IAAA resources really kind of give you that uh, training and, uh, you know, best practices, um, you know, to, to really, you know, have a, a dictionary of, of what to, to look in for, for different circumstances when you're an athletic director. So those would be the two things that I would give them. Thank you. What question should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? I think this was great. I think you asked all of the questions that, uh, you know, I would have would answer. I think it was, uh, and, and I love talking Browns and Steelers at the beginning too. Um, <laughs> there you go. You know, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, across Utah, we want to uh, wish everyone the best of luck for the rest of the football season. Uh, Taylor and Steve, our uh, Utah reps are here to help with any questions that you need. Um, you know, feel free to call them or call me, visit our website. Um, if you need anything, visit our support page. Um, there, you know, there's always, you know, download our, our fan app. Um, there's, there's so many ways to access our system and, and get in touch with us. Please use that, ask your questions. And then um, just want to give a shout out to our great partners, you know, Davis and Granite Districts, Corner, Corner Canyon High School, Harriman, Westlake. Um, they've been great. And, and you know, thank you for your business. It's amazing to support you. And we're looking to continue to grow in Utah and, and grow the, the schools that we're um, working with. And, you know, we, we love, um, you know, watching everybody play every week. And uh, we're going to support you throughout the rest of the, the tournament and then into basketball season. I shouldn't do this, but I will. And people in Utah know this about me. Corner Canes, where my son-in-law is the head football coach. He's a and smart guy. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I know the principal DJ very well and, and most of the coaches over there. So, Yeah, they're great. Yeah. It's, it's great to work with them. And, you know, he, he, mar he married a, a great woman too, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> I like that. That oh, wraps okay. it up for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Once again, our guest has been Lorian.
Lures, the President and Chief Operating Officer of Hometown Ticketing. Thank you, Lorian, for being part of the show today. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Good luck, everybody, for the rest of the football season. Take care. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UIAAA Connection.